right, hey, uh, Coach Carrera, we are back here talking water polo. I'm Dan Albano with the Orange County Register and OCVarsity.com, and we're here with Steve Carrera, Orange Lutheran, boys and girls water polo coach. And, Coach, we're getting, you know, the, the girls' season is underway. We've had some exciting boys' finals that are that have been put to rest, and it was a great boys' season. But it's definitely time to start talking about the girls' season. And, uh, uh, Coach, uh, have you thought about anything about maybe what we can call this uh, podcast of ours? You got any uh, any names uh, floating in your head? Uh, honestly, I haven't really had time to think about too much. I mean, I definitely want to drop your name on it. You know, maybe Albano's Water Polo Podcast. I mean, that's kind of cheesy, but um, you deserve all the credit for the idea, that's for sure. All right. Well, I was thinking about maybe, uh, you know, polo heads or talking water polo, but uh, we'll have to come up with something uh, here soon. But it's, uh, it's great to be joined with you again. Um, we're talking here on the phone here. Um, Coach, Division One is looking pretty stacked. The, the Division uh, season Division One rankings are out. Orange Lutheran is in the mix. You guys came in preseason number seven. Uh, but this, uh, this division is looking loaded with uh, the defending champion Laguna Beach up top, followed by Foothill, Cronendale Bar, Newport Harbor. A little surprising to me is that at four. And then you come in with San Marcos, Los Alamitos, and then Orange Lutheran and then Baloya. Really good teams. Dos Pueblos, Santa Barbara, Santa Margarita. What do you think about Division One? Well, Division One is it's stacked. I mean, there is so much talent uh, in in Division One girls water polo, and I think right now two through ten, um, those those teams are all going to be very very competitive among themselves. Um, right now, if I had to make make a pick, it'd be very difficult for me to see Laguna Beach um, not not winning it, not winning at all. And, and even losing a game, I mean, they're, they're so stacked um, from top to bottom. But, I mean, you have a lot of players, uh, and I don't know, I can't say if this is the first time or not, but you have a lot of players that are getting national team experience and national team exposure. And um, uh, I'm not sure if, if we've had that many senior national team players playing in high school at one time. You know, maybe one, um, but... You know, we've we've seen several people playing in the Collegiate Cup last last month, and a lot of talent out there spread among a lot of teams. So, um, I think that's really really exciting to see. Yeah, you know, actually, you know, there's the uh, Coach Kikorian, uh with USA Water Polo, and then his, uh, and then before him, I would say Guy Baker. They they have done a very good job of, of building a pipeline. They've shown a lot of interest in the high school programs and the high school athletes specifically and uh, there are some great players that they've had their eye on and, and they've done it before And uh, but I do think they have some great picks um, right now and they've spent a lot of time with uh, a couple of those players uh, you know several of those players I think one you know obviously they've used uh, Mackenzie Fisher at Laguna Beach as a senior is committed to Stanford they've really had their eye on Mackenzie she's back and she's the uh, you know reigning know uh orange county player of the year and and division one player of the year and what are you expecting to see uh from mckenzie this year as you uh you might find yourself in the pool uh trying to uh figure out a way to defend her yeah i mean overall i mean she's just a great player i mean she's got um you know in baseball terms you know you hear the 
five tool player, you know, she has everything. She can play every single position. Um, and I think the thing that makes Laguna so dangerous is they don't need to rely necessarily on McKenzie to score a bunch of goals. She can do a lot of other things, help facilitate. She can play good defense. Um, she can shut down the other team's best player. And they could rely on some other players, uh, key players, to score some goals and, and carry that offensive load. And so um, I think that's what why they're so balanced and so deep. But, I, I mean, I, I see her as coming in and living up to that player of the year uh, title. And I know she's very, very competitive. been watching her since she was in age group. And uh, she's very, very competitive. And um, she's just, I mean, she's actually really, it's really fun to watch her play because she knows the game so well. She's had a lot of good coaches. And she continues to develop and learn. I mean, I watched the Collegiate Cup. And, you know, she's out there listening to the senior national team players. They're giving her advice. And she's just very coachable. I mean, she's just, I, her and Maddie Musselman from CDM, you know, they just are absorbing everything they possibly can and trying to take that into their high school teams, which is awesome. Yes, Maddie Musselman's the other one from Orange County that's gotten a lot of national team exposure um, as well. You know, the one, you know with the one player i really excited to see play at Laguna this year is, is Mackenzie's sister, Aria, who I think is just on the cusp of really becoming – you know, a great player in her own right, and she made a lot of strides last year as a freshman. She was easily the best freshman I saw last year with Aria. And um, little sister, uh, you know, and, and interesting enough, this is the last time, you know, you know there's a, you know, a little age gap between the girls. So this is Aria and Mackenzie, their last time. To, they don't really haven't played that much together um, with age group and stuff like that with the different ages, but they're going to be able to play together this year and then, well, then Mackenzie's going to go to Stanford, and Aria's going to be not able to play their sister for at least you know her junior and senior year of high school, so two years there. Um, what's your thoughts on Aria? Well, Aria's, I mean, she's developing into a great player, and I've actually watched Aria play, uh, you know, literally since she was 12 years old because uh, when she was playing at Laguna with Bella uh, Baldridge and some others there, I was coaching the Northwood Water Polo Club 14 under girls, um, which, you know, will have Emma Skelly and Mina Simmons and Molly Simmons and um, Paris Major and, and Maddie Himmler uh, and a bunch of others. Um, and so we would always play them. I mean, it, it was always a quarterfinal or a semifinal in, in every tournament we'd see them. And, um, you know, Aria's consistently gotten better every single year. And um, so, so have a lot of other girls, but, you know, you're right. I mean, she's not, definitely not, um, she's not living in the shadow or trying to be in the shadow of her sister. I mean, she's trying to create her own mark as well. And I think she has that drive to uh, live up to that expectation. And she puts in a lot of hard work. And so I think she's going to be one of the top players this year and next year and the year after that. And uh, teams are going to have to contend with her and, and really figure out game plans. Um, and we'll just see, you know, how deep Laguna continues to be uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, right now, they're, they're extremely deep. They have um, several players that can come off the bench and probably start on some other teams. So I think that, that makes them very, very dangerous. But, you know, Foothill, you know, CDM, um, Newport, and, and even Orange Lutheran, you know, we have some deep teams as well. And I think whenever you 
are looking at those top games, you know, in the in the tournaments, the uh, SoCal Championships or Holiday Cup or um, Santa Barbara, you know, those are really going to be the the tests. I mean, those that's when you're going to see um, some game plans that are revolving around trying to shut down key players, and um, that's when we get into the meat of the season. And I think you're those some of those games are going to be very very exciting. Uh, to watch. You're going to see some surprising teams up in the semis and the finals of those tournaments, I think. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of these teams are very experienced as well coming back. All these contenders are, are just so experienced, too. Foothill has a lot of players back from last year. I think pretty much their entire team back. Coach Jim Brum has taken over that program full-time this year. You guys just scrimmaged uh, Orange Lutheran um, uh, Corona Del Mar this week. Um, Matty Muscles Musselman's back. They have a lot of experience back. And Newport Harbor has a lot of players back with with uh, Carly Capana and goal. Um, they have centers and defenders on that team, attackers. They have had a core group, and that's Coach Barnett's last year. What do you think about, uh, you know, uh, Newport Harbor? What did you see out of, uh, out of Corona Del Mar in the scrimmage? Well, Corona Del Mar, they, they look really good. I mean, uh, I think – the challenge that CDM has is is just working with the national team, and uh, you know Maddie wasn't there yesterday. She's in Colorado Springs right now. Uh, when I talked to Ross Sinclair, their head coach, and um, you know she's going to be able to come in and contribute right away. And I mean she's going to be an impact player, obviously, right away. Um, but there is something to be said for team chemistry and. I think Ross is a really, really good coach, and he'll be able to find that happy medium with getting her to be involved right away and, and keeping the team happy and everybody sort of on the same page. So, But I don't see CDM um, peaking until, really, until CIF. I mean, I think what's what's difficult for CDM is, like I said, they're not really together right now, but also they're not in the, the strongest league. Uh, in Division One, and so they don't really get challenged week to week. Um, and I think some of the other teams like Newport, you know, they're getting challenged every single week in league, and so they have to be really tip-top. And there's something to be said about that. Uh, same with, you know, Modern Day and Santa Margarita and Orange Lutheran and Rosary. You know, Trinity League is a tough league, um, and, and we have to be on our toes every single week. Otherwise, we can go from first to fourth, you know, right away. So um, I would say look for, uh, if you really want to get a sense of CDM, you're going to have to go to the tournaments that they're in. And uh, for Newport, I mean, they have the best goalie um, in, in the country. And um, they have one of the best attackers in the country. And so, and, and you got legendary coach uh, Barnett. So they're going to be contenders. They're going to be right there I think they were in the final last year, and they were the seventh seed. If uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong on that, so they find a way somehow to get in there. Yes, they were the runner-up last year, and got a lot of players back too. You know, I think uh, you know attacker Kate Pipkin, um, you know uh, Rachel Whiteley. Um, they, they got some. They got some really good players this year as well. And uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the league races, Coach, because um, just like in boys' season. Said we'd probably get this out as early as possible. Um, the playoffs um, again for boys uh, for girls water polo in the whole southern section. You know, there's not going to be any of those at-large berths, uh, just like there weren't any at-large berths 
in boys season. So if you're gonna, teams are gonna have to qualify and you know and get those automatic playoff berths in their leagues. You're gonna have to be in a in a 16 league, for example, like your league, the junior league. You're gonna have to be top three. So that means you know there's some pretty established programs. One of the you know really pretty good programs. Um, from the, like the Trinity League, for example, is not going to be able to make the playoffs, uh, which you just saw um, you experienced during the boys' season, where Servi did make it after you know some crazy playoff scenarios. But um, give us a little insight on your league, on the Trinity League, where you know uh, the last couple years it's been Santa Margarita, Modern Day, battling at the very top, and you know then they take their battle on to the Division Two uh, championship game. Uh, Santa Margarita's won some close games. Um, in the past a couple of years now, a lot of these great seniors that have been playing in all these games are graduated. Um, you guys are on the rise. What does the, uh, the Trinity League look like? I think the Trinity League is probably the most balanced league in Division One. I. I think every single week it's going to be a potentially a one-goal game. And I do think there's going to be a very good competitive team that will be left out of the playoffs, which is, you know, it, it is a shame. To, to see right. that um, because most of the time uh, those first round games are, are pretty unbalanced. Um, but I would say that <clears throat> for the Trinity League in particular, you know, the, the talk on the pool deck is always, well, San Margarita has dropped off or Modern Day has dropped off. You know, these teams have not dropped off. I mean, these teams still have some very talented players that play on our national team or junior national team. So, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, Kayla Constance over at Modern Day. I mean, she's coming into her own as a go-to player. You know, she's on the junior team. I mean, she's, uh, if not junior, then the youth. I mean, she's she's one of the prospects, um, and she's being highly recruited. So um, there's still going to be some really, really tough games in the Trinity League. Um, and I think the difference this year is that, from the quarterfinals on, I think every quarterfinal game in the semi in the CIF Division One playoffs is going to be really, really close, and so you can see a lot of good water polo um, from the quarterfinals on. And there are going to be some really good first round matchups as well. But quarterfinals are going to be really, really intense in Division One girls. Well, it's going to be exciting season, just like the boys was an exciting season, and uh, can't wait to get some out to some of these matches myself and I know you guys are getting underway at Orange Bougeron and it's going to be exciting to see you guys continue to build your program coach so well hey it was great uh, talking to you uh, we've got a good preseason edition going here coach I'm, I think we covered a lot of ground and talked a lot of Division 1 we mentioned all those contenders will be some surprises, surprising teams out there for us to follow this year too so um, it's great uh, getting together and you know uh, let's do it again soon coach and, and good luck out there this year Thanks a lot. I always appreciate what you do for the sport of water polo, and uh, hopefully we can get together next week and sort of get our first wrap-up of first week's games that have concluded.